right, good morning and happy first day of school. It's a big, exciting moment. Um, I know you've heard a lot from me lately. Uh, I try to break this up, but you'll have to just bear with me. I do want to make sure we have this message um, before the year really begins. So just a quick announcement, too, for all of you to know, and this went out to all of our adults in our community. We will, beginning, uh, we will be beginning our family-style meals starting on Wednesday, this Wednesday, at lunch. Uh, we will begin having family-style meals as a community for dinner on Monday. So just look out for that. Uh, the Student Life Office can certainly, I think, send out an email as a reminder. But this Wednesday, family-style meals, you'll get notice of your tables. Uh, we'll be just, again, doing our best to norm that experience. I know some of you probably have some trepidation about that. You've already gotten accustomed to buffet-style meals. Um, but I promise it's, it's worth it. It's one of the spaces and times in our calendar and in our week where it feels like community is really in action. I also recognize that it's raining out there. I will tell you that my senior year in high school, it rained over 80 days in a row. Uh, and so I really love the rain. I think um, they sometimes say if it rains on your wedding day, that's good luck. So it rained on your first day of school. So it means we're going to have a great year. I'm sure of it. Uh, it did not do a tremendous job at cooling down our chapel. Uh, if any of you uh, feel that pain, I'm right there with you, but I think it's a little bit better today. So I'm going to keep my message brief um, for what that's worth, but really glad to be up here kicking off a new year. So good morning and thank you all for gathering today for this first school meeting of the academic year. I want to thank Madame Prescott again for her remarks at yesterday's convocation ceremony. It was a powerful and timely message that I hope we will all take to heart as we approach the year ahead. I'll be honest and say that hearing my colleagues speak at that event over the last 16 years has been one of the highlights of my time here. So for many years, we have started our new year on Labor Day, which if you think about it, does feel somewhat ironic. According to the Department of Labor, the holiday is rooted in the late 19th century, when labor activists pushed for a federal holiday to recognize the many contributions workers have made to America's strength, prosperity, and well-being. The first Labor Day holiday was celebrated by the Central Labor Union in New York City on September 5th, 1882, which is exactly 140 years ago today. The idea spread across the country, being adopted by 31 different states over the next decade, and at the, just at the conclusion of our very first years of school, President Grover Cleveland signed a law making the first Monday of September Labor Day, a national holiday. So why does this matter to you? Why does it matter today? This was part of the climate of our, of our country when our school was founded. It reflects the attitude and the energy during these early years of the institution and provides us with some context for which to better understand the architect of Mercersburg, Dr. William Mann Irvin. By all accounts, Dr. Irvin was an exceptional worker. After finishing fourth in his class at Phillips Exeter Academy, he attended Princeton University and then the Reformed Seminary in Lancaster. As written in the book, Mercersburg Academy 125 Years, the following was said about Irvin. More remarkable than Irvin's scholarship in those institutions, however, was the energy and leadership he showed in extracurricular activities. Already a football hero at Princeton, Buck Irvin, reorganized, coached, and starred on the Franklin and Marshall College team in Lancaster, personally scoring three goals, touchdowns, in one game against his old Princeton team. He also organized the Glee Club, founded the student newspaper, led the drive to build a new gymnasium. During his summers, he wrote for the New York Tribune and worked for its Fresh Air Fund for Disadvantaged Children. 
This goes a long way in helping me understand the most significant figure in our school's history. It provides a glimpse into the nature of the man that set this whole place, including this moment, in motion. In the Goldthorpe Athletic Complex, along the wall of the long hallway that connects Noldy with the Hale Field House, you will find a quote written in large script, hard work, fair play, clean life. It is in this simple statement that you can discover much of Dr. Irvin's vision for Mercersburg. There is an obvious tilt toward athletics, which should not come as a surprise, but the application of his words are universal. More pertinent to today's conversation, however, is the clarity it provides on his intentions as he worked to build Mercersburg, its community, and its culture. We hear this word culture all the time. While it too has a myriad of meanings, it seems to be bandied about regularly to casually describe a place or a group. We hear things like, their teen culture is great, or we want to have a positive culture. On the other side, we hear things like, cancel culture, and we're quick to suggest that a culture is toxic or negative. Culture becomes this thing that is either good, bad, or neutral. It is either present or it is not, as if it is gifted from some external entity and beyond the control of the membership of the community. As a leader, Dr. Irvin was powerful, bringing a sense of force to all he did. He was unwavering and uncompromising in his pursuit of what he saw as the Mercersburg ideal. He was steadfast in his expectations for himself, his colleagues, and at the time, the boys they served. It can be easy to give him all the credit for the success of Mercersburg. While it is true, without him, it is entirely unlikely that we'd be gathered together in this chapel, filled with hope and excitement about the year ahead. That being said, while Dr. Irvin charted the course or charted the path, he alone could not have built its future. The definition of culture is the set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and principles and characterizes an institution or an organization. Although William Mann Irvin was a truly inspirational figure, one cannot be a leader without any followers. I say this not in to any way diminish the magnitude of what Dr. Irvin did. He rescued a flailing institution and worked so tirelessly to ensure its success that the toll of his ceaseless labors ultimately contributed to his death, while at work, of course. By definition, however, a culture is a set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices. It relies on the individual and collective adoption and support and reinforcement of its core tenets by everyone within the community or organization. Dr. Irvin set his expectations, hard work, fair play, clean life. Those ideals drove Mercersburg forward, not out of loyalty to the founding headmaster, but out of agreement that these were the aspirational principles by, by which each member wanted to live. Today, we still honor his credo in our mission statement and in the vision for our Mercersburg. You need look no further than the first line of our mission statement. At Mercersburg, we embrace the values of hard work, character, and community, while learning to balance independence with interdependence and individual humility with collective pride. I used these very talks last year to illustrate my take on each of those values. And although it is more verbose than the original statement from our early days, the same core elements of Dr. Irvin's original sta statement are still present, alive and well. Last week, I spoke to all of you about my hopes for our community, for our culture. I talked about the importance of giving grace to one another and for each of us to be gracious in our own speech and actions. I also asked you to believe in the generous intentions of others while always ourselves 
trying to act and speak with good intentions. Along with our mission, I see these as amongst the most critical elements of what our culture should reflect. But what good are my words, or Dr. Irvin's words for that matter, if each of you do not share these, this attitude, these values, or these goals? If you do not practice them in your daily lives, here, at home, and out in the world? It may be my job to help set the conditions for our community, but it is the job of every one of us to ensure that we build and maintain the kind of culture we all want to be a part of. One where it is safe to be entirely ourselves, where we are accountable for our words and our actions, where we are kind for the sake of kindness, where we are quick to listen and we are slow to judge, where we feel proud to call ourselves Mercersburg. It has always been you. Even in 1893 or 1923 or 1993. On Friday, I said that culture largely comes down to what its members will and will not tolerate. Yeah, we have rules and we have expectations and they have consequences, but you are the true guardians of our culture. From the smallest acts to the grandest gestures, each one of you carries the burden of honoring both our past and building of our future all while ensuring that our present is all that it can be and should be. What will you and what will you not tolerate? On this Labor Day, we are asked to celebrate and honor the ceaseless devotion of the many hands that contributed to the construction and success of our nation. While doing this, we must also recognize the thousands of Mercersburg faithfuls whose tireless work and enduring belief in something greater than themselves has made this very day possible. And it is only because of our shared common attitudes, values, goals, and practices, or that which makes for the true meaning of Mercersburg that we have persevered for 130 years. Now that torch has been passed along to you, to us, to carry forward. One thing we know is that many hands make for lighter work, but it is work nonetheless. As you leave this chapel today, think about how you will reinforce our culture. How will you help carry the weight of making and maintaining the meaning of our Mercersburg? What will you and what will you not tolerate? The path is lit, but it requires many travelers to keep it clear. Let's have a wonderful start to the new year. Thank you.